Hi folks, Chocolate Yoda here, spelled Y-O-D-D-A-H, because film studios are litigious. As always, the title of this talk comes from a song lyric. When I say I'm not creative, I'm not kidding. I, I can never come up with titles on my own. I always rely on uh, what the topic reminds me of as a song lyric. So uh, there's a Billy Joel song, of course it's Billy Joel, called Half a Mile Away. I think it's from 52nd Street, but Half a Mile Away when he says there's got to be more to life than just try, try, try. And uh, that lyric came to me basically because that's how I'm feeling these days. I'm feeling like um, you know, all I do is work. All I do is, you know, just wake up, work, sleep, wake up, work, sleep. That's basically it. I don't go anywhere. I don't do anything. Uh, I'm not dating anyone, which has been true for a year and a half now. Although that's actually something I enjoy. <laughs> the fact that I'm not dating actually uh, makes me happy not having to deal with all of that. So, you know, I uh, I do my best not to feel sorry for myself ever because the fact of the matter is is that most of my problems are uh first world problems. Um but really uh what I what why I came to this feeling about trying all the time was kind of interesting because I was in the shower and normally, um, you know, I turn on some music to start my day. Sorry, Boston. Sorry, sorry. But anyway, um, and I put on some music. And uh, for whatever reason, I started crying while I was listening to the lyrics. And then another song came on, and I was crying again. And I had a funny thought, and I, I texted my second ex-wife about this. Hello, Janine. Uh, I said, you know, is this what it's like to have a menstrual cycle? <laughs> <laughs> and she said, kind of, because <laughs> it came out of nowhere. I, these are songs that I listen to pretty frequently. And, it, you know, I just heard them and started crying. And I don't mind that, you know, sometimes uh, crying is very, uh, very cleansing, especially since I wasn't crying over anything bad. It was just, you know, it was just emotional. But yeah, that, you know, uh, then I went with those emotions and I was like, yeah, you know, why am I feeling like this? And I didn't really know. And I, and I, and I don't know now why that happened, but I don't care. It doesn't matter. I'm, I'm fine with it. But, um, I just thought, you know, man, this, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm in the shower cause I'm getting ready for work again. And I'm just going to go out tonight and, you know, do what I always do and then come back exhausted and start it all over again. And it reminded me, or really just now what I'm saying reminds me of the myth of Sisyphus. And, um, uh, for those of you who don't know, it is by Albert Camus. He was quite a controversial figure. He wrote a bunch of stuff, and um, one of the things he wrote was called The Myth of Sisyphus. And if you want to wrap your head around the uh, character of Sisyphus very, very easily and in a very trite, facile way, uh, think of Wiley e. Coyote. Wiley e. Coyote is Sisyphus because he's 
He's doing this thing over and over and over again that's fruitless. He's going after the roadrunner, and he'll never catch him, but he keeps trying no matter what, right? But I'll tell you what the what the real story is. This is going to be the Reader's Digest version of it, of course. And, you know, you'll have to trust that this talking monkey is going to deliver the goods. But, uh, you know, you've been warned. Anyway, so uh, the gods were angry at Sisyphus because he was leading a very hedonistic and carefree, enjoyable life. And the gods thought that, hey, that, that belongs to us. We're the only ones that can live that way. Why is this filthy human, you know, so happy all the time? Let's end that now, right? As jealous gods sometimes do. And they punished him. And his punishment was to be uh, put at the foot of this hill with this giant boulder in front of him. And he had to dig his shoulder into the boulder, sorry to rhyme there, dig his shoulder into the giant rock, pushing this boulder up the hill. And when he gets it to the top of the hill, it just rolls back down again. And he has to walk down the hill and get in front of it again and push it back up the hill. And that's his punishment. But he defied the gods because they were expecting him to be miserable over this punishment. And what Sisyphus decided was that his life was not pushing the boulder up the hill. It was his walk back down the hill. Ah, interesting distinction. So how can I apply this to my life right now? Because this might be the rest of my life. I have no idea. This could be the way things are for the rest of my life. Um, I, I have a feeling I have fewer birthdays in front of me than I do behind me, but that's okay. That's, you know, the persistent rumor of death. So let's presume that that's true, and let's also presume that the way my life is now is the way it's always going to be. So I can focus on the work, on the trudgery, on the effort, on the, you know, fruitless cycle of, you know, paying bills and being broke at the end of the month and then starting the month over again and paying bills and being broke at the end of the month, you know, and if that's the case, what would be the smartest thing for me to do in terms of my own focus? Well, I can be like Sisyphus and decide to focus on other things. You know, I can decide to focus on the people that I meet. You know, I can decide to focus on how when the light is just right, it's, you know, I can catch the sunset in a stunningly beautiful way. Uh, sometimes on rare occasion, I catch the sunrise also. That's very rare, though. But, you know, sometimes the, the light in the sky is better than anything that any painter has ever created. And uh, I can I can just look at that. I can I can focus on the times when I'm alone and I get to turn my radio up in the car and sing very loudly and very badly at the same time, and just enjoy that, you know. Um, I can focus on a few things, so I, I do my best not to focus on the negative. It's not always easy. Sometimes I get caught up, you know, woe is me, isn't this terrible, blah, blah, blah. Um, but then I remind myself that I'm single and very happy to be. Although, you know, who knows, maybe uh, one day I'll want to talk to a woman again. And the thing is, you know, on a 
on a side note, I love women. It doesn't always sound like I love women, but I do. But I want to, I want to make one thing very, very clear. While I do love women, I don't like them in general. And that brings me to another topic. I just remembered the Tuesday before Thanksgiving, before the Turkey Holocaust that I do not participate in. But every year, the Tuesday before Thanksgiving is a tradition that started in 2011. It was started by the late great comedian Patrice O'Neill, who also died in 2011. And he, uh, that year, he released um, his breakout stand-up special called Elephant in the Room. And in it, he talks about Harassment Day. And I won't give it away because I won't be able to do it the service that he did. But watch the special, Elephant in the Room. I think it's on YouTube in full, but you can find it somewhere. And you'll know what Harassment Day is. And today is Harassment Day. So, gentlemen, happy Harassment Day. I hope it worked out for you. And for those who don't know what that is and will never know, too bad. I will reference whatever I like. Ha <laughs> ha. Uh, so that was my idea, you know, try, try, try. Life sometimes is effort. There's a, some, I think it's a poem of sorts, and I forget the author. I believe he's from India or Pakistan, something like that. And he said, I slept and dreamt that life was joy. I woke and found that life was toil. I toiled and found that toil was joy. So there you have it, folks. That's my story, and I'm sticking to it. Peace, love, and granola. Talk to you soon. 